0: From the Valley of the Sun in Phoenix, Arizona, welcome to episode 241 of the What is Truth Catholic podcast. My name is Deacon Steve, and I'm a permanent deacon in the Diocese of Phoenix. This weekend, we celebrate the fifth Sunday of Easter. We contemplate this weekend how close we are called to be to the Lord. We hear about the vine in the branches. Are we on the vine? Are we feeling disconnected from our Lord? Do we feel alone or abandoned? My brothers and sisters, no matter where we are in our relationship with the Lord, let us pray to know Him, to grow more deeply in love with Him, to serve Him, and to obey His commandments. In episode 241 of the What Is Truth Catholic podcast, we first discuss our Saints of the week, whose blessed Michael Gidroyich, who, despite physical challenges, faithfully served the Church. We hear a homily for the fifth Sunday of Easter as Jesus challenges us to remain in him in the segment Catholics in the News. We will learn about a tattoo artist who uses her talents in an unexpected way in our segment. Truth in the Media, we will discover a new Catholic podcast that can be a bit strange. In the segment entitled, I Don't Get It, I will try to understand the opinion of our new Secretary of Education. Finally, during our Truth Topic of the Week, we will hear the truth from Pope Francis about God's love for humanity. All of this, plus music from Gateway Worship, who sings, Oh the Blood. This and more on episode 241 of What is Truth. Saint of the Week. A life of physical pain and mental torment didn't prevent Michael Gydorich from achieving holiness. Born near Vilnius in Lithuania, Michael suffered from physical and permanent handicaps from birth. He was a dwarf who had use of only one foot. Because of his delicate physical condition, his formal education was frequently interrupted. But over time, Michael showed special skills at metalwork, Working with bronze and silver, Michael created sacred vessels, including chalices. He traveled to Krakow, Poland, where he joined the Augustinians. Michael received permission to live the life of a hermit in a cell adjoining the monastery. There, Michael spent his days in prayer, fasting, and abstained from all meat, and lived to an old age. Though he knew the meaning of suffering throughout his years, his rich spiritual life brought him consolation. Michael's long life ended in 1485 in Krakow. 500 years later, Pope St. John Paul II visited the city and spoke to the faculty of the Pontifical Academy of Theology. The 15th century in Krakow, the Pope said, was the Century of Saints, and among those cited was Blessed Michael Giedroyich. His feast day is May 2nd. Blessed Michael Giedroyich, who served God despite physical challenges, knowing that no matter what we are given by the Lord, we are called to love him and to serve him. Our Saint of the Week. homily of the week. Today's homily is based on the readings for the fifth Sunday of Easter, as Jesus tells us about the vines and the branches. One of the things about being human is that we like to be on the inside. We want to be in the in crowd. We want to be in the know. We want to be in the click or the group And we often identify our worth or our value in life, as well as our enjoyment of life, uh, being in a particular group or situation. In our gospel that we hear for this fifth Sunday of Easter, we hear Jesus describe himself as the vine and we are the branches. He tells us, remain in me. What this means, my brothers and sisters, I think, is that we are called to be, in a sense, grafted on to Jesus. We are called to have Jesus literally within us, and we, within him. Now, that sounds a little confusing and more than a little radical. And that's partly why we often don't live that way. We live in the world. We live in our bodies. We live in ourselves. And often when we're living that way, we're not living in Christ because we're living day to day, challenge to challenge, thing to do to thing to do, anxiety to anxiety, joy to joy, whatever it may be. And that's how we live our lives. One thing at a time, one day at a time, really with blinders on, focused on the here and the now, in the world we can see, touch, taste, and hear. And yet, my brothers and sisters, that is not the way, that is certainly not the way that Christ is calling us to do and to be. He wants us to remain in him. Now, how? what does that mean, and how do we do that? Well, what it means literally, I think, is that the Lord is calling us to have Christ himself in us and that we join ourselves to him. You know, the old hymn, Lord may be your hands, your feet, your mouth. We are to become and be Christ to the world, Christ's hands, Christ's feet, Christ's voice, We are to bring Christ to others by first having Christ within us. But you see, that's a call that we struggle with sometimes. We struggle with it because we don't want to give up our own identity or our own thoughts or our own whatever. But yet that is the call, to join with Christ. Now, the most obvious way we do that is in the Eucharist. Right? When we take the body, blood, soul, and divinity, the actual body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ into our, ourselves. So that's the most obvious way we do it. But it's even beyond that. It's to have that Eucharist grow within our hearts, that our lives become, if we're living this journey, more about Christ and less about ourselves and the world around us. Now, I'm not suggesting that this is an easy thing. I'm not suggesting it's a thing that either of us, any of us, want to do. And yet, if we are disciples of Christ, and if we want to grow closer to Christ, closer to the kingdom of heaven, closer to being a holy people, that's what we're challenged and called to do. To remain in the Lord to remain in the Lord when things are good, to remain in the Lord when things are bad, to be part of him, to know that he is part of us. We simply need to open our hearts, open our minds, and allow Jesus to be inside of us and, and respond to his invitation to join him. It sounds simple, but it's not easy to do. We need the grace of Christ to be able to continue the process of surrendering ourselves to Jesus so that we can live in him. You see, living in the world, as we all know, is finite. Living in the world, as we all know, has its ups and downs. But remaining in Christ, despite the challenges of the world, means living a life that is preparing ourselves for the real life ahead, the true life that Christ calls us to in heaven. So on this fifth Sunday of Easter, my brothers and sisters, let us look at ourselves and ask, are we in the world simply in ourselves, is that where we remain and spend our lives and our time and our energy? Or are we in Christ, meeting Christ in the Eucharist, meeting Christ in the day-to-day, meeting Christ in one another, and truly remaining in Him? And now let us listen to Gateway Worship, who sing, O the Blood. Catholics in the News A tattoo artist has restored the Stations of the Cross in a church in Belarus at the invitation of the local pastor. Julia Kolba, known as the tattoo business as Pipetka, applied her skills to the 14 bas relief Stations of the Cross at the Church of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary in Adam Novici, a village in northwestern Grodno region. Father Alexander Shemette also asked Kulba to restore an image of Christ, the Good Shepherd. They turned to me, she said. I gladly accepted the offer, Kulba said. Kulba, who's a highly regarded tattoo artist with more than 15 years' experience, had never restored a religious artwork before Father Shemette approached her in early 2021. She worked with her sister, who was also a trained artist for a week during daylight other hours. The work completed was truly beautiful and spiritual. Julia Kulba, a tattoo artist using her talents to bring beauty to the church. This week's Catholics in the News. Truth in the Media. Do you want to hear about a new Catholic podcast? Maybe it's a little strange. Maybe we're strange. The Strange Catholic Podcast was started by three men of the Catholic faith that wanted to continue the conversations that they had during formation in coffee shops as a mean to discuss the faith and what is happening in the world. These three men two of whom are permanent deacons, one who is in formation to be a permanent deacon, would meet regularly during formation. That started in 2015, and they formed a real bond that transcends the distance between them now, and believe that these conversations can lead listeners, that's us, closer to Christ and to his church. The show, Strange Catholics, is hosted by Deacon Terry, who was ordained in August 2020 and has been using the gifts that God has given him to spread the gospel in his parish and the community. Deacon Terry leads the Saint Spotlight and loves bringing the great saints before us to inspire and draw us closer to those that are enjoying all the glory of God in heaven. Bob, who is the one host not in Minnesota, he lives in Virginia, loves to find that blend of the church and the world, how we respond as Catholics to what is happening in the world, and brings many years of ministry and experience to the conversation. As stated earlier, Bob is still in formation for the diaconate and continues to discern his call to the permanent diaconate. The third host, Deacon Phil, was ordained in 2019, he is a convert to the church and came into the church in 2010 and has been sharing with others the truth of the faith ever since. Deacon Phil has a passion for teaching, as Bob has pointed out many times in the show, and shares that with his parish community and many others to help them grow close to Christ in his church. Strange Catholics, a podcast discussing the truth of the faith in the beauty of the one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. This week's Truth in the Media. (music) The new Secretary of Education, Miguel Cordona, said that high school athletes identifying as transgendered should be allowed to compete in, say, girls' athletic events. He said it is the legal responsibility of schools to provide opportunities for students to participate in activities, including students who are transgendered. So let me try to understand this. Let's say a male, born male, thinks he's a woman and starts to either identify as or starts the process to becoming a female, supposedly. So now, according to Secretary Cardona, he is able to compete physically a male, with girls in the girls' locker room, on the girls' teams, walking girls out of events, and that somehow is fair, equitable, and right? How can this be okay that a so-called transgendered girl should compete with biological females? This is fair and just? No way! I don't get it! Truth Topic of the Week There is no greater love in the world than the love that God has for humanity, Pope Francis said recently. What kind of God is prepared to die for people? What kind of God loves always and patiently without demanding to be loved in return, the Pope asked. We are the recipients of a love that has no equal on earth. Pope Francis went on to say, It is Jesus who opened up heaven for us and projected us into a relationship with God. To have a dialogue with God is a grace, the Holy Father goes on to say. We are not worthy of it. We have no rights to claim it. We limp with every word and every thought. But Jesus is a door that opens up for us this dialogue with God himself. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. Jesus shows us how God is close by, compassionate, and tender. This is his style, his way of being a father, the Pope said. This is a vastly different kind of God from the gods the pagans believed in. Aloof, indifferent deities who must have appeased and be won over with constant sacrifices and devotions. However, the Pope said, our God is a Father who loves humanity. Is something people would never have believed in the past had it not been for Jesus revealing this truth, which seems a shocking scandal. It is the scandal that we find inscribed in the parable of the merciful Father, otherwise known as the parable of the prodigal son, or that of the Good Shepherd, who goes in search of the lost sheep. We would not have been able to conceive or even comprehend such stories if we had not met Jesus first. The relationship of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is one of reciprocal benevolence. Pope Francis went on to say that the divine love expands so greatly that it even lands on our own human shore. Prayer is what leads people into the life of the Trinity, the eternal mystery of God's love, which is the source and joy of the entire universe. May our prayer, the Holy Father concluded, awaken in us the consciousness of our lofty vocation in Christ and draw us ever more fully into loving communion of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Pope Francis telling us the truth about God's love for humanity, our truth topic of the week. Well, we have come to the end of episode 241 of What is Truth Catholic Podcast. I gotta admit, this is one of the shortest episodes I've recorded in a long time. Wow. Maybe I don't have much to say anymore. Ah, that'd be a first. Anyway, if you have any feedback about the podcast you wish to share or just want to say, Hey, are you alive? How are you doing? Or let me know if anyone's listening. Please email me at Deacon Steve W, D E A C O N S T E V E W, at gmail, com. Let us pray that we will grow in holiness. As we grow in our love of Christ, may we, as Easter people, remember that our Lord truly loves us as we are, that our Lord has sacrificed Himself for us out of love for us, that He shares with us His mercy and His forgiveness, even though we have not earned it. He loves us anyway. So let us pray. Lord, Help us to discern the truth, the truth you call us all to live. Help us to live in this truth so that we can be as you created us to be, truly free. And let us ask Our Lady's help in this journey. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now, at the hour of our death. Amen. Until next time, this is Deacon Steve. I invite you to join me as we discover together what is truth.